0: This is kinda of the end, I guess. After three months of being on hiatus here and Man, we started this thing back in, in February. I'm talking about character. Really it started back in the fall of 2016. But with Chris Chris freezing it it launched we recorded in January we launched it in February so from February until now September of 2017 probably recorded 20 something hours of audio done almost well we've done 16 official episodes and 18 if you include the bonus episodes and the mini-sodes but this is kind of it We took three months off of recording due to circumstances, and I'm just, I'm going to sit here, I'm going to monologue this thing for a bit. This is kind of the intro, the intro to the end. It might seem kind of weird being off the cuff like this, but I think it's important because I've been pondering over the past three months, while we took time off, there's a reason why we did, but like, what was the point of this whole thing? Like, was there a point? And I guess the conclusion that I came to is, does there have to be a point? I don't think there does. I don't think we need to find meaning in what's the point of doing all this. In the end, this whole thing was just really about sharing one person's story. And character is about sharing a lot of people's stories. And for Chris, we just kind of dove in and kept going, and we didn't really know when it was going to end. We had no idea what the next episode was going to be, but we did it, and we've come to a point where we think we've kind of completed it. We've completed this this chapter of his life up until now, and in the time that, that we weren't recording, he and I in particular, I was actually recording with other people, so This isn't the end of character. It's just really the beginning. But there aren't going to be these long... Well, I don't know. I don't know if there will be these long episodes. There won't be these long um, multi-episode stories about people's lives unless we dig into it. The recording that I've been doing is just with individuals to hear different parts of their life story. So I've got episodes in the bank and I've got a lot lined up for what I want to continue to do each week with this thing, this crazy thing called character, where we just dive into the lives of everyday people, learn more about their life experiences and the things that made them who they are. Because I think each one of us really has an inherently interesting story. We just have to mine and uncover those nuggets, the golden nuggets of people's lives, and it's always interesting to hear a story and share one. And that's the point of this thing, when it really comes down to it. And so if I think about what what Chris and I did, there doesn't have to be meaning. But what I've come to appreciate out of it is that life isn't always about puppies and rainbows. It's not this manufactured persona that, that now we can share online through all these social platforms. Uh, the reality of life is that sometimes life is super happy and sometimes life is, is super tough. And when we choose not to share the super tough things or we choose to bury those emotions or those feelings, sometimes the the real nuggets of stories get lost. And it's not that that you shouldn't share sad stuff, I mean, to each person their own, but... Sometimes these stories that we think are sad aren't sad to... You think they're sad for one person. They're not actually sad to that person. They might be sad to you, the way you relate to them, the way you think about them. But to that person, it's just a part of their life. It's a part of their life and it's a part of um, something that makes them who they are. So what I've learned to appreciate is that Chris, throughout this whole process, has really been matter-of-fact about sharing his life story and sharing some of the happy times, some of the tougher times, some of the adversity that he faced. And he knows that that's just him. That's what makes him who he is. And he's not afraid to show it. So Chris Friesen, hats off to you. Thanks for being the first part of character. I'm Ben Grennell, and this is Character, Episode 16, The Puke Shoe. Friesen, little well, Ben. Man, we did it.
1: <laughs> we successfully are in the same tencaster room.
0: It kind of is a room, isn't it?
1: I guess so, technically.
0: Dude, okay, check this out. Mhm. We we're trying to do this forever, and your mic wasn't working, and there were a bunch of things that weren't happening. And then we had some problems connecting on a bunch of different days weeks. We haven't recorded since June fifth man
1: it's been a it's been a summer hiatus
0: <laughs> legitimately, so I was a little bit behind getting on here tonight, and I just you know how much I love those earbuds that I have that I record with, yeah, instead of a good mic. <laughs> I, mean, and I was it sounds fine. I mean? was swinging hammers all day at the house doing renos, and I took my headphones there, and so I was a little bit delayed on everything. And I go to grab my headphones right now, and they're at the house. Oh! So shit. I'm actually using my arch nemesis, the hard plastic Apple earbuds, and I'm hoping that the mic is working well. Oh, it sounds good to me yeah man i've never used these things before but they were like backups that i found in some box so we did it man we did it (laughs) wow okay It, it almost had another technical
1: difficulty well i guess we couldn't really call that a technical difficulty but
0: i don't even know where to begin man uh me neither it's been so long I think I think what we got to do is we got to do a recap or something. I don't know if this is the beginning of the end or what. But I mean, here's what we know. Should we go let's let's go on the macro here. Should okay. we go rewind fast forward here? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You were born addicted to speedballs. Yes. You ended up going and living with your grandparents when you were super young, like two years old somewhere around there i think that's what we found out right
1: i can't remember Somewhere around
0: 89 let's say you're born in 87 yeah 89 you went and lived with your grandparents around that time your mom went to jail um which we found out was because of that alleged murder actually did happen so we know that yeah um lived with your grandparents Oh, we found out that you've got a brother we know that and Your brother's James Friesen, so we know that. Yeah. We haven't found him. Fast forward a bit, you end up connecting with your mom again. You're around, like, grade four. You are in, like, grade four school. I don't know, junior school, I guess that's called. And then your mom and grandma come and, like, kidnap you, and they take you to some women's shelter or something that we thought was in, like, Norway house, and we still don't know where it is. And okay. You met Stacy and Matthew, and you loved playing Wooden Water Rage, that <laughs> video game. The surfing gorilla, and then you went back to school, and you hung out with Mickey and uh, Alfredo and a bunch of the boys, and that's when you started getting into. Or actually, no, you started you, you started smoking pot a little bit before that, but you smoked pot. You're kind of bad. You're getting into just being. A goofball um, ended up having the brass knuckles game where you were acting like a tough guy for some of the neighborhood thugs that were selling drugs or whatever it was. And then uh, fast forward to high school, you you ended up almost not completing high school. So we found that out. You You had some challenges with that, but you're super into skateboarding finally you do finish high school and uh you were couch surfing around that time because you got in a little kerfuffle with your grandpa oh we forgot the grandpa part when you're in grade four rewind a bit when you're in grade four or whatever it was grade five grade six um your grandpa busted his leg and you ended up living on your own for a bit for a few weeks
1: he broke his hip
0: yeah broke his hip slipped on the ice and uh Yeah, now let's fast forward back to high school. So after high school, you ended up moving to Gimli. You worked at the White Caps restaurant. Is that what it's called? White Caps? Yeah, White Caps. Lived above the restaurant with your girlfriend and her family. Ended up getting out of that joint and went to what you called the Crack House. At the Crack House, you ended up meeting some people that you eventually started a band with. Uh, Finally that band you started going on tour you went across canada or across i guess different small towns different places where you almost were a rock star you're having um i guess you're getting sniffs from different record labels mm-hmm. and eventually d the leader of that band you and he got in a pretty good fight band broke up chris Friesen moves back to winnipeg starts working at Seven Eleven, 11 gets robbed at knife point Goes back to work the next day. All in the meantime, you had that guy. That's the guy we called. That guy. That guy was like, I can't remember the exact story, but he had something to do with a, a girlfriend that you once had. Yeah, the Gimli girlfriend. The Gimli girlfriend. And eventually you started working at Toys R Us, and you had the white picket fence girlfriend. You met Cody. Boom that's the story man
1: i think that's where we are that's where we're at
0: dude that that's pretty
1: <laughs> pretty serious recall we've done <laughs> this this is like you remember that better than i remember that
0: yeah that's fast forward of the story but that's it man that's the story that's the recap that's the cole's notes version
1: yeah uh, yeah it's kind of crazy there's uh it's funny because like my sister she's just starting uh high school um next week <laughs> and she uh, called me today and she was talking asking me about high school and stuff and i was like recapping like kid you don't <laughs> you don't want to be doing what i did in high school i didn't really do well in high school never showed up uh, cheated on a lot of things and just yeah you know. <laughs> she's like asking advice i'm just like yo you don't want to be asking me advice she's like how many friends did you have? I'm like, I had two friends. She's like, well, I'm going in with one. I'm pretty sure she's going in high school with more than one friend, but yeah, it's
0: kind of interesting. And we got to talk about Owen. I mean, there's so there are some things we got to fill people in to. There are things that happened over the past couple months which have prevented us from recording. Um, I don't know the outcomes of everything. I know roughly one thing. Uh, I know a little bit more about another. So, um, yeah, I mean, why don't we start with... we got to start with the Owen thing. That was one thing that came up that prevented us from recording a while back, and then the other thing ended up happening. So, what's going on with that? Okay, so that... Owen's got swimmers. Yeah, man. So,
1: I get this, like, call, and I'm just, like, freaking out about, like, Owen and... um he got his girlfriend pregnant. I'm just like I'm just like no way. <laughs> like this can't be real. I mean the dude is the dude is not capable of raising a child. Anyway, in my eyes, I feel like he's definitely not capable of raising a child. And uh there was so much just going on with that. Um everybody freaking out. Uh Owen's dad freaking out. Uh the questions going in everybody's head. I mean like the kid doesn't have a job. He never graduated high school. Um, he still doesn't have a job. Uh, how is he gonna, how's he gonna support this kid? Um, after kind of like all that happened, he moved away again. And, uh, I guess he moved away with his girlfriend and they're still together. Um, gonna have this kid. Um, but something happened. Like I, uh, not too long ago i was just browsing through facebook and i man this is just like hurt to to watch and there's like this this uh video of of owen at a party and um he's like smoking weed and drinking and then like this this woman uh or girl i don't know how old she was whatever walks up and they, they're all taking shots and in the back and they're smoking like like joints and in the background. All you hear is just this kid crying and I'm just like, yo, like, man, you're gonna bring your kid up into that kind of lifestyle. That's not cool to me anyway, that's not cool.
0: So you saw a video on Owen's Facebook page of him yeah. partying at someone's house of, uh, with a kid I- crying in the background.
1: Yeah, they like the mom was partying, getting drunk, and smoking weed while there's a kid somewhere in the background crying. Like, yo, know, I can I can only imagine that's kind of how like it was for Owen when he was with my mom, because I mean, he lived with her for a while, so I assume that's probably how it was. I mean, she got beat
0: up in front of him, and that was pretty intense. So, I don't know. I wonder if that's like all he knows like you know I mean he maybe he doesn't really know anything else he just sees that as being normal and it's kind of that. it's it's almost that vicious cycle of just like that's the way he grew up and and maybe he thinks it either that's normal or he thinks that he's doing a good thing like being responsible by I don't know I don't know man. But it's you, you hear about that kind of stuff all the time where people think that that's the norm when maybe it's the norm to that social group. But to the rest yeah. of society, there are people that think like, dude, that's crazy that you're doing that.
1: I mean, I don't think, I don't know if I've ever uh, talked about it, my views on having children. I might have. But like, I don't want children. I only, I feel, well, I think we might have talked about this. I, you've I, got.
0: You've got only, you've got about, Three weeks left. Four weeks left. Four weeks? Yeah, man. Three weeks left of. I'm you confused. said. You said. I'm giving. I, I always gave my girlfriend's bread oh. included until <laughs> I was 30. Yeah, years old. okay. Yeah, no, I, I definitely birthday, call recall, your birthday yeah. is September 28th. 28th i was gonna say 18th september 28th 1987 yeah i totally uh gave
1: uh brit my um she has until i'm 30 to to have a decision to have a kid but there were some circumstances or circumstances or prerequisite i don't know um i don't know we had to be financially fit and a bunch of stuff. I just I'll, I also see having your own children as a selfish choice, but that could also just be my outlook on not wanting to have kids in general. It's just a weird life change that I'm not ready for. It's just like, ta- like getting a dog. That's a huge life change too. Like, I, don't, I don't like dogs either, but there's that. Um, yeah, I just feel like if you're not financially fit, if you don't have enough money if you can't take care of yourself you shouldn't have a kid like i just i mean
0: the government can only do so much (laughs) yeah i don't know it's a weird subject for me yeah and you know what like the thing is everyone's gonna have a different viewpoint on having kids some people will say oh i want to wait till i'm in a good financial state and other people have children unexpectedly um there's no right or wrong answer right it's it's how you want to live your life and it's totally up to you
1: yeah yeah i guess
0: that's how we have the freedom to do that some people probably shouldn't but that's it dude (laughs) so what happened with with all the you went through some pretty heavy stuff with uh Brit's dad and i don't know the outcome i'm assuming i know the outcome but i don't know the outcome
1: yeah so that was a uh a pretty hard time it was really strange because um i was more emotional during this entire um event than i was when my own mother passed uh now that could be because maybe i had more of a connection with Brittany's family than i did with my my own mother but i'm not really sure i can't really pinpoint why um i was involved a lot though like um the family yeah brit's brit's um brit's dad got cancer um and we recently found out that it was a, a very rare type of cancer um and it just like progressed super fast like uh, he was taking radiation for it, and, um, they said if they, if he did one more radiation treatment, that, that it would have killed him, um, it was pretty gruesome what they told us, but it was, it would have killed him if he did one more radiation treatment, he did end up, uh, passing, um, and apparently it was, uh, pretty painless, I guess, I'm not really sure, it was, it was rough, um, seeing Brit and her family like that and, um, Ben, uh, her dad's name was Ben. Uh, Ben's brother came and they're trying to set things up for the, the funeral and all this other stuff. They asked me to film the funeral for their family, um, that couldn't be there. So I ended up doing that. Um, made a bunch of DVDs cause you know, I don't know people don't know how to use flash drives or something like that and um it was really rough because the family um we were sitting there and we had to talk about the funeral and what brit's mom wanted to do and brit's mom couldn't make any decisions and and um brit didn't want to make any decisions and neither did her brother and um it was just really really rough to see um, what death can do to a to a family because my family when my mom passed it, it wasn't anything like that it was it was sad sure we were when we were at the funeral it was sad but um it wasn't like that at all it was like no decisions had to be made it was all the government made all the decisions for the for my mom's funeral um so we battled with that for a while and it was super emotional on both parts and it put me in a really strange place um for a long time and same with Brit, she was uh pretty devastated like the day of I remember I called in and said well um her boss knew that um he was in the hospital and and so I I called in and like uh Ben had passed, uh, we have to have to take Britt to the hospital. So we went and then um, this was a new experience for me, we went in the room, and we could be with him. And it was just, I don't know, it was just a different experience altogether. Like I've seen, um, I don't know how to put that dead bodies before. Like my Oma, uh, I've seen her and my, my one of my best friends growing up, Brad, I've seen him too. And this one just – I don't know. It was just really just a strange – strange emotions that I've uh,
0: never felt before. Man, I'm, uh, I'm just sorry that that all that happened. I mean, it's – you and I haven't talked about it in, in – yeah, it's – I mean, I, I knew that you were going through stuff, but part of us not talking about any of this I think was – is it not working? Can you hear me? Yo yo. Yeah, I don't. I don't can think you, we have a good connection right now. Can you hear me? Yeah. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Um. Yeah, if it cut, you cut out a little bit there too. So. Before, but we should be good now. Um, no, I think our connection is kicking the bucket oh man um oh man i mean i'm i'm just so sorry that that you had to go through all this and brit and her family had to go through all this because part of us not talking is that like i i knew this was going on but i didn't know to what extent and i didn't know i didn't know the emotional the emotional ride that you were taking
1: Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty, it was, it was something new. It was, it's crazy when, um, you know, I'm 30 this month and it's like, I feel like I've experienced a lot in these 30 years. And, um, just to to experience something that intense, that's a new feeling was, it's weird. It's a, it's a strange thing. And I mean, maybe cause I like to stay within my bubble that I don't experience, stuff like that all the time, but I don't know. It was, it's hard to put into words
0: how I felt about that. And you went through it before, like you you with your past girlfriend or one of them had gone through something somewhat similar with one of her family members um, going through yeah, cancer. Um, like how did that differ as far as like when you went through it with Britt? It sounds like it was pretty fast with Britt's dad, but... How did it yeah
1: it was so fast and the, the thing was it was with the white picket fence girl um her dad also passed from uh, having cancer and it spread through his body really bad and uh but he it didn't take him as fast um I got to know him too and he was a really cool guy like he was awesome but uh it didn't affect me like it like this one affected me maybe because Throughout that relationship, um, I always felt like the outsider, even though that like we were together, there was always this weird part in the back of my head that we don't really know each other and we kind of don't fit in each other's worlds. And it's just like when I was around her and her family, I kind of felt like an outcast and, uh, that kind of stuff. But, um, like me and her dad got along really well too. We've gone on a bunch of trips and stuff and it was super cool. Um, but yeah, this the Brits dad affected me more than like anything. Like my best friend uh passing, my oma passing, uh my picket fence dad passing and my mom passing and uh it's just nuts. Like I I, I didn't expect it at all. And maybe because I was more involved with everything, like I sat down with family members and I felt like I don't know why, but they were like confining or confining is that consoling I don't know confiding. confining confiding that's the one I'm looking for in me and like I'm just like whoa like I I, I mean we've been dating for a while but I, I it's just I don't know I guess it's just needed a shoulder to lean on at the time it's like like her like Brit's aunt and stuff was like yeah it was just a really strange feeling um
0: do you think it's because you – like, is it that you have a different relationship with Britt? Is it because you guys – like, maybe you – I don't know whether you're aware of it or not, but is it that you, like, care for her more or differently or you're more mature than you were in some of those younger relationships? Like, what do you think it is that, that made you feel the way you do? Like, you're talking about caring for – and it doesn't sound like you were super close with Ben – It sounds like you're just close with brit but the offshoot is that his death was was or the byproduct of his his death was just like going through an emotional roller coaster with brit right and if if you you didn't feel the same way when your mom passed like that's pretty heavy man
1: yeah uh, that's that's what i'm like in my head i'm like what why why do i feel more emotion towards this than i do for my own mom mother passing well i mean i didn't really know my mother um with with ben i definitely like was there since the beginning so i saw the downward spiral from the very get-go it's like we're one weekend we're there and we're having a barbecue and talking about things the next weekend we go he has this giant tumor on his head uh, and then the next weekend after that he he can barely talk and he's in so much pain and then the next weekend, I mean, he just like falls off and then ends up in the hospital. Like everything just kind of, I guess maybe because I was there from the very beginning, the the, the progression of this whole thing. So I, maybe that's why I, I honestly can't pinpoint a reason why this affects me more. Maybe that's,
0: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, man, going through something like that, when you experience it firsthand, I think it makes any human being realize that life is super finite yeah like that there's there's an end we're all mortal in the end right i mean and we're not invincible we're not immune we're not invincible from anything and that <laughs> you can't take you can't take things for granted
1: i mean it's it's depressing but i mean the one battle we can never win is the battle against death <laughs> It it's it's an unwinnable winnable unattainable win
0: uh fight. <laughs> I yeah man can't like, speak. Like we're we're face of facts, we're all gonna die one day. It's kind of like a heavy conversation we're having right now, but yeah. we've had some pretty lighthearted and fun ones where there's been some good laughter but uh not to get too philosophical about it, but I mean, dude we're all we're all gonna die one day, whether it's in one day or whether it's in a hundred years because of medicine and who knows what no one can say we don't know no one has a crystal ball and i think that maybe it becomes a a bit of a reality check or just like reassurance to you that it's like man i can't take these days that i have on this earth for granted and i gotta make the most of them because you never know when you're going to be having a barbecue and wake up the next day and something's not going to be quite right
1: yeah it's it's pretty pretty intense um on a side note um speaking about death same same topic um i recently met with my grandfather like last week earlier like i think i met with him like last monday or something like that um and he calls me up when i'm driving home with cody and Britt in the car and he's like hey um because he rarely calls me and he usually only calls when he calls me he wants something so i was like, "Okay." what's this about? And he's like, hey, can you come over sometime this week? And I'm like, well, I can. Oh, no, this is when uh, Britt was at her friend's place. And uh, I had to go there before I went to go pick her up from her friends who just had a child. Um. So yeah, I was like, yeah, I can come over today. I have some time before I have to go pick up Britt from her friends. So I went there and um, I I'd go upstairs and we sit down and like he did tell me wh- why i was going to be there i guess i should talk about that so on the phone he's like hey can you come over uh, and read read my will because you're a, uh, what a is it called is it a beneficiary yeah is that what it is yeah so i'm like the the beneficiary or the second beneficiary or something um my sister or my my mom's sister is the first beneficiary um and she's like yeah she already read it and i'm like okay well i'll come over and read it so i know what's going on and and what i have to do so i i did that i went over there and we sat down he puts this these papers in front of me and i'm i'm reading through it and it's like just your it's just a bunch of like legal stuff right so it's like okay well i mean i could always read this when the time comes but it just it's it it was like a a strange feeling because i mean brit's dad had just passed and um it's still kind of fresh and and he calls me up to come over and talk about his will and i'm like okay so then i'm reading through it and then in my head i'm like okay uh my aunt has has uh, read this already so i'm just going through it and i get to the end of this thing uh of the papers and there's like handwritten notes and i'm like what's this and he's like oh i just put in some some instructions for for you guys for later or for when it happens like non-legal things and i'm like okay well i gotta read these too and my grandfather he writes in all caps all capital letters for some reason i don't know why he's been doing that since i was a kid um so i read through it and um (laughs) he gets me cracking up so hard because i'm like first in my head i'm reading this and i'm like did my aunt read this because if she read this she would not have like agreed or just like set like argued to death of him so his terms were he doesn't want to, uh, to have a service. He wants to be cremated. And he wants to have a, um, a very short obituary. So, like, just a picture and, like, whatever. He doesn't want to, And he doesn't want, like, yeah, he doesn't want, uh, I said that, a service. But then there's at the end, <laughs> I'm just like, this is what cracks me up. He's like, uh, I want my ashes to be flushed down the toilet
0: why
1: i'm just like i'm like yo (laughs) did angie read this because like you just said you want your ashes flushed down the toilet he's just like yeah it's like i was a plumber i want my ashes flushed down the toilet and i'm just like yo okay uh i guess so i guess if that's what you want in the back of my head i'm just like man if my aunt heard this she would have been freaking out but she definitely didn't read that part because I mean I don't know why it was just kind of like in the back of all these papers just some like notes I guess I'm like since I grew up kind of with him I could read his writing it's pretty hard to read anyway I thought that was kind of funny um but then all the questions came to my head I'm just like okay what toilet are we are we putting this in does it matter like where what like uh it was
0: just a strange.
1: Most people like, are
0: worrying advice. about what to what to serve at a funeral and what the last music wishes and all these things. And you're yeah. worrying about what he, he toilet, doesn't want any of that. He, what toilet he doesn't want to flesh He a
1: service. He's like, what toilet do you want this down? And I'm like, do you realize? I'm like, I, I, there's quite a there's quite a bit of ash.
0: What happens if the toilet plugs?
1: <laughs> like what?
0: Dude, I don't Have, think it like will modern plug.
1: toilets suck. No, so man, like
0: it won't plug it won't plug like oh man
1: uh anyway so we're just like cracking up talking about this stuff and i'm just like yo like okay it's like i kind of needed this like you know this break from all of the crazy seriousness just like i did right now with the the cast
0: is needed this little break from all the crazy emotional stuff heaviness of anyway so did you you and your Grandpa reconnected after all this time like you haven't connected with him in ages really you've been pretty isolated from him or living yeah. independently from him you reconnect about his will it, like did did anything come up did you say did you ask him any life stories or was it just kind of like
1: no, uh, well, the thing about me and my grandfather is we, I, I probably have said it before, is we can't be in the same room for very long because uh, we're, very, we're very, we're both very um, stubborn when it comes to our opinions, I, I guess. And uh, we get at each other's throats. Like when I was trying to go to school. Uh, he was huge into me not going to school. He was like, why would you go to school? It's such a waste of time. I mean, now I completely believe going to what, what I went to school for was a completely waste of time. But um, at the time, I didn't. And, uh, yeah, so we just, we just uh, don't get along well. But we didn't really talk about that much. We talked about, um, there's a lot of, like, specifics in his will that, that were not like very specific. It was just like vague statements about what he wants. And I so I asked him, and he's like, "Oh, that's a good idea." And this is a good I- idea. I'm like, "Yeah, but." And then he's like, "Oh, if I want to have to change anything, I have to pay money, and I don't want to change anything." Uh, and that that's the big deal with my grandma's will is that she foolishly—I don't know—I call it, I say foolishly wrote me in her will as i as getting absolutely everything and she's worried that i'm not going to give her kids anything. Uh i don't want anything from that woman so they can have it all. Did you um, ask
0: your grandpa about your grandma like did that even come up?
1: No, uh we we really didn't talk about um much other than him wanting to give me uh, give me all of my trophies as a kid and uh i took a picture I'll probably send it to you of when I broke my arm when I was a kid. Um, I think we talked about it when my aunt was, yeah, or my grandma. Yeah, we definitely talked about it when my grandma was in the car and I was at MacGyver Park and I broke my arm. I have this cast and I uh, have a one, to, like I took a picture with my current arm. Literally, the, the cast was probably, I could probably fit two of my fingers in the cast. It was so small. Like I was such a tiny child. Um but yeah no we didn't um we didn't really talk about anything else other than that. He asked me if my cousins would want anything and I'm just like, "Yo, this is so weird. We're talking about when you die and giving people things. Like man, death is such a weird thing. And like possessions and people wanting things.
0: Ugh, it's such a weird concept." Yeah, man. I mean, if you bring money into it, right? As soon as you start bringing if if you're talking about family wealth, right? And there's like a great deal of wealth within a family. And there are things like cottages and second homes and who knows what, cars, other assets. Actual like money, like money from just having like a significant amount of wealth. Things can get pretty gross pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, super ugly. I mean um luckily my family doesn't have very much money at all uh, especially my grandfather he doesn't have like anything so i don't think we're gonna have to worry about any uh, any about that and that stuff honestly when it comes down to it um everybody else can fight for everything if they want to fight i don't want anything um from either of my grandparents i don't need anything i live a very minimalistic life so uh I'm not, yeah, I'm not too worried about that part. If they want to fight, they can fight. They fight amongst themselves as it is. Um, and then he uh, he asked me about, um, he asked me about Owen and Keegan, about, like, uh, like if they'd want anything. And I'm like, Man, I don't know. Like, does that, is that even a thing? Like, I don't even know how that works. Like, I don't know how families work. So I'm like, I don't know. I, don't, I honestly don't care. You can always ask Ray or something. Um but, yeah, so we didn't we didn't really talk about much. Um, I was kind of in a hurry because uh, Britt has been waiting. Uh, she stayed at her friend's, and she was taking care of her friend's kid for two days. So, um, yeah, I was in and out of there pretty quick. But I thought that was just, like, that we could laugh about what he wanted after he passes was just a strange, strange thing.
0: Well, after all you've been through, for sure, man. Oh, you've been through with him
1: yeah i don't know i feel like me and him of we came to a common understanding that we were just going to tolerate each other um and that was it he said something something really um how how do i put it just just eye-opening when i was leaving uh i was leaving his apartment and there's this woman I guess one of the caretakers was vacuuming, and uh, I asked her. I'm like, so, and he's like, oh, she said, uh, your your grandfather's a, he's a handful. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, does he give you a lot of trouble? And he's like, he's like, no, no, no. And then my grandfather pops out, and he's like, no, he's the one that gave me a lot of trouble. And it's just like when I was thinking about it on the car ride, I'm just like, man, I was a, I was a shit kid growing up. I was a handful and a half. I was not easy to have around. Like he was going through like a divorce and like his kids leaving him, and uh, my grandmother trying to take everything from him while he broke his hip and didn't have a job, and 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 I was just a like a I was just a rat. I just you know didn't want anything to do with my family, and it was just a just thinking about it from his point of view must have been
0: awful. Why do you Pretty think awful. you were like that though? Like, do you think it was just because of having um, a bit more of like an unconventional upbringing or like what? Like, what kind I don't of, know.
1: I, um, I think like I always thought of my friends as my family because I didn't really have a family. So maybe that was like a huge part of it was like, I early on I was like I have to make my own family because the family I have um, isn't really family. They didn't really care that much. I mean, like my aunt, uh, great aunt I guess or whatever she is. I mean she, she she just basically sees me as an, another human. She doesn't really see me as family. Like well, she talks about when we're, we're together. Sometimes she says my family, and she's talking about her kid and like those people. So like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like I think also my family I keep saying the word family, but uh, see me as like an outsider cuz I've I've distanced myself so hard from everyone. Um but they in the same time they've also distanced themselves from me. So I don't know. It's kind of just a a weird situation. <laughs> and yeah. I don't feel like and I don't feel like it's um Uncommon, I feel like it's a common thing um,
0: to have like, a disconnection from family, you're saying
1: yeah, i a lot of my friends have had the same kind of like my best friend growing up he had the same kind of disconnection um, so I don't know maybe that's like a that is an actual normal thing.
0: I don't know i think I think that it's all relative to the, the group of people that you grow up with, right. If you grow up yeah. with other people who um have a similar experience then it's going to seem like it's a common thing. And if you grow up with people who or you meet people who haven't had that experience and it's going to seem different, right? Um, I know it's it's a different experience than I personally have had growing up and other people that I know, right? And I think that's why the story the story your life story is so interesting not just to me, but to lots of people who you've been so gracious with telling it in in a totally honest and compelling way. And, um, yeah, you might think your story is is par for the course, but a lot of people find it quite eye-opening.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about the cast, like, in the past couple months and just, like... um... I think, I don't remember where I heard it. I think it was in a different cast. It's like, and it was near the end of the cast. And it's like, what did you, what do you want to get out of this? Like, what do you, um, what is this doing for you? And it's just like, it kind of makes me feel like telling this story, there are people that can relate. And then there's the people that didn't have the same kind of upbringing with me, that it's just kind of like an eye-opener that this exists. So if anything comes from any of these stories, I mean, that, uh, what am I trying to say? Well, yeah, that people see that this kind of thing happens to people. I mean, social media, like... I don't know if I'm going off in a different direction here, but I feel like social media is like um, actually with that my our boss or my boss at the time we were talking about <clears throat> she asked me to if she if she wanted to delete her social media and I was like why would you want to do that it's like there's do you ever use it and she's like no I don't ever actually use it but when I wake up in the morning I go and I look at Instagram and I see all of these perfect all these perfect women and I get up and I go and work out and I go run for an hour. And then we're both kind of like, is that a bad thing? And she's like, no, I'm working out. But for the reason that I'm working out, yeah, it is totally a bad thing. So it's like, everybody sees this. I feel like the, the social media life is this like perfect, perfect life that everybody sees. And, and uh, I feel like something like this, kind of shows that you know not everybody's life is that social media life i mean you don't see what goes on behind the scenes between pictures or videos or whatever's going on um so yeah that's basically what i get probably get from doing this with you
0: yeah i mean dude the fact that you're willing to be honest about everything the fact that you're willing to be transparent about your upbringing and you don't you you haven't once thought about it or worried about it about like hey man what are other people gonna think about me as a person is something that's so commendable right like it's i don't even know if that's a word commendable but it's something that i commend you for right it's yeah it's okay to not have this like white picket fence life and not always show things are so perfect because that's called life right like life is not perfect and um, I think that it's so easy for people to get caught up in this world of trying to make it look like their life is a certain way when if you actually embrace your life for what it is and the way that it is and appreciate and respect everything that you've gone through and know that it, it's always changing, right? Like the thing that happened with Britt's dad is part of this whole story. When we started this cast, we didn't know where it was going. We didn't know how it would end up. And we're sitting here almost 20 episodes in we learned about Owen your brother who now has a kid on the way um we knew about Brit your girlfriend who her dad wasn't sick when we started the cast and now he's passed away these are all these life experiences and these moments that you go through and it's it's okay to admit that life is really hard sometimes it's not always perfect right and yeah. that's I, I mean that's uh That's something that not everybody's willing to share. And I think that's what makes it real, is to know that behind all these stories, behind everything that we've talked about, is this guy, Chris Friesen, who um, these stories might not sound perfect according to social media or society, but in my eyes, and hopefully in your eyes, and other people's eyes, they are perfect. You know, like you are a perfect being in every sense you you're a real dude man you know um that's that's i don't know the point of this whole thing what was the point of doing this 20 episodes right like i if i look at it from a self-serving perspective i've got to laugh i've got to be emotional um i've got to just listen to you for an hour every day um every day, every time we've recorded and just learn more about you. And to me, that is, there, there's no worth. There's nothing worth worthy about it. It's just like, it's, it's, I can't thank you enough for it. It's, I appreciate it so much. And I think that alone is that this whole thing, not knowing where it's going is perfect. It's perfect and imperfect at the same time. All the imperfections is what makes it so perfect.
1: I get where you're going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, And I think that's a a big theme is, I mean, yeah, nothing's perfect, but just because it's not perfect doesn't mean that it's not
0: okay. Exactly, dude. That's exactly it. You know, like it's all the honesty behind everything just, just makes you go, yeah, I've got tons of respect for that human being. Because you're not trying to manufacture a position. You're not trying to make it seem like you are or you aren't something. It's just that you're you're owning the fact that you're Chris Friesen and this is who you are and this is where you came from. And you know that you don't know where this is all going. You don't know where your life is going the next day. But you remember where you came from. You remember what you... Who you are, what you do, and all these things, and thinking back on these stories, and you realize that's what's made you who you are. I mean, I've thought more about it, man, that everything about life is constant, but nothing about life is constant, right, and like the only thing that's constant is history, everything about life, everything that happened in the past is constant. It's not going to change all these experiences that you had are constant, they're never going to change what happened happened those are, that's your life. But so life is constant in that sense, but life is not constant in the sense where you never know what's gonna happen the next day. And that's kinda what happened with Brit's dad, right? That's what happened that we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow. So um it's all these life experiences that I uh that I look at and I just go, Yeah man, this is this is what I take out of this.
1: Yeah. It's it's crazy to think that it's weird that you know, as a as a species we're not all paranoid 24 7 about everything isn't that crazy i don't know i feel like it's crazy because anything can happen at any any moment it's just like built into our built into our you know genes that we just are not paranoid 24 7 i mean i obviously there are definitely some people that are but it's crazy
0: Um, well i think that's like the hunter-gatherer mentality right like you yeah you have to be paranoid. The people who were hunter-gatherers, you're paranoid that a, a woolly mammoth was going to come around the corner and trample you or that some freaking big bear or tiger or whatever it was, like, that you're not going to get eaten when you're out hunting for them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, This whole thing is, it's to me, like, it's just... Uh, it's just all about perspective and it's all about the evolution of experience and you never know what somebody's experiencing in a day you never know what somebody's experienced in in the past parts of their life and it makes you realize that it's like you can't be you can't be shitty towards another person you can't be um negative you have to like you have to be kind of it makes you realize that there's behind every human being is this collection of stories and um some people have stories that that you would never think had happened in their lives and it's everyone's got some sense of interest to their life story it's just you got to dig up those nuggets and let them ride you know
1: yeah This uh, this journey that we all take, the exact same journey throughout life. It's insane. It's absolutely insane.
0: Man, we got to. You got to tell me more Toys R Us stuff. We can't. We can't leave off without hearing the end of Toys R Us. Like it's. uh, We don't know where the rest of the story is going. We we. We fast forwarded in the sense of we know what's kind of happened in the past couple months, but. We don't know what happened with Toys R Us that took you into where you are today, and where this all might go.
1: Yeah, so Toys R Us was uh, was my first stepping stone after being in a band, right? It was well, I mean, it was it was Seven Eleven, but my actual like, you know, my job was Toys R Us and. um the band gave me a lot of confidence. I mean, I didn't have confidence up until I was into a band. I never talked to anyone. I would never initiate a conversation. Uh, it was always the band. The band brought this to me. I suffer from probably what is called depression. I have no idea if I actually do. But I know I do, but um, but Toys R Us was like my beginning of me taking uh, taking a step forward to progress myself in like the modern work place so like i i started out there and it was like pretty shit i was a pretty shitty employee i mean sleeping and um doing all the stuff that i did i remember i had some weird shelves fall on me and then i there was a box of gummy bears so i just ate the box of gummy bears for a while, while my other friend you know pulled these shelves off of me i was uh, trapped
0: Um, Yeah, I remember you told us about that. You told us, we talked about the the shelves falling. We talked about, we kind of left off with um, the part before you met Cody because you'd met the white picket fence girlfriend. Yeah. Your mom was the manager of the store and all this good stuff. But we didn't hear about the second part of Toys R Us, which was where you met Cody and um, you eventually became manager. And from there, then you moved into what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, uh, Cody, man. Cody was such a bad employee. Holy shit, was that guy a bad employee? Um he was terrible at his job. But um like absolutely terrible. Um but we were um we kind of like were a bit different, Cody and I. Just so, you know, you, you know Cody and you know me. We're we're fairly different. I'm I've more of always been like the skater type We're playing in music and um, what not, Cody's always been the very shy video gamer, super nerd, well, I, I wouldn't say that, dude. I'm a super nerd too, we, we both have the, uh, our extra, cur- whatever, our interests are the same, Extracurricular. our interests are the same, video games, comic books, all that nerdy stuff, um, have always been the same, and it's weird, because like, I've always been accepting of everyone. It doesn't matter who you are, except for bros. Man, I've never had a good thing with bros. <laughs> um, man, I've never had a good experience. It's just, it's just, it turns down to weird, fake personalities eventually. Anyway, um, working at Toys R Us and, and working with Cody, and, and it, I think it just surprised him, too, that that we were friends, that we talked. is because, like, I mean, I had long hair, wore, wore super skinny, probably girl pants still at the time with really tight shirts, and... And it just felt like it was kind of just like two opposites were friends. Um, yeah. So, and that friendship kind of built throughout working at Toys R Us because like we would do Toys R Us outings all the time where we go for wings or we'd go to a friend's place to play beer pong where Cody ends up throwing up in his shoe. And then I have to take him home and to my place and help him wash his puke filled shoe. Um, so that kind of like built our relationship more. And um, I don't know, eventually we just became really good friends. Uh, and now, obviously, we we live together and we do nerdy things together in the same household. But um, man, he was such a bad employee. Oh, I wanted him fired so bad. He never did anything. You uh, Anyway.
0: Such a um, good guy, man. Like, I know Cody. He's... He's such a good dude. He's I agree. Oh. He's a super nerd. Like he's he's nerd level one hundred and twenty for sure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's a lovable nerd in every sense. Not that he wouldn't be lovable if he wasn't a nerd. But he's a it, Cody's the best man. He's such a good dude, and it's so funny he- that he was such a bad employee.
1: Oh, he was terrible. And it's crazy to see because he, he progresses as I progressed. So, uh, like, I got – well, when I worked with him, he was still terrible. And when I quit from Toys R Us, he was still terrible. But after that, he – I went to go visit and he was um, working. And he was, like, taking charge. was telling other employees to do things. Whereas before, he would just stick to his own role and he wouldn't really do extra things. He would only do what was expected of him. And he kind of – he grew, too. So, like – he was forced into growing as well. I mean, he didn't get into a, like a leadership role, but he he did train new people. And uh, eventually he, um, yeah, he continuously grew. And then when I started working at Skip, uh, we kind of got a little distant because he moved in with some friends and I moved in with um, some other friends and we just kind of got a little bit distant. We didn't really see each other anymore. He was still kind of a Jehovah Witness, I know this is taboo. I guess that's taboo, but he's not a Jehovah's Witness anymore. So, like, during his Jehovah time, we really couldn't hang out all that much because his friends didn't approve of me because I wasn't a Jehovah, and also I was kind of a, um, I was kind of a the what do I call myself? Not an outcast, but like a the hoodlum, I guess. I don't know. I was just—I wasn't just your normal person. i, I you I wore a I beanie, said things and... that bothered me. I didn't
0: keep the bottle up. Anyway, you wore a beanie and a hoodie, and they wore white shirts with a black tie.
1: Yeah, probably, and annoyed me um, when they walked by my house and asked me to go to their, whatever it is. Isn't it? It's like a not a church. It's a. Mo- no, it's not a mosque. That's something else. I I don't know what the hell it's called. Anyway. So yeah, we kind of had a little disconnect when we worked at Toys R Us. It was okay because like you wouldn't when he he wouldn't tell his friends when he'd go out and, and like you know, it was kind of like secret that he was hanging out with us. It, it, I kind of felt shitty for a while about it. I'm like, "Yo, you're you're like keeping us a secret from your actual friends." But it all makes sense. I mean, if his friends found out, then they would disown him and that's his religion and um yeah, that kind of sucks. And I mean, unfortunately, that's exactly what happened is when he stopped being a Jehovah, all his friends, and I cannot, this is, I'm, I'm not religious in any way. And and uh, I've seen only bad things come from religion. And this is one of them, like his friends just like disowned him. Like it was just like they didn't talk to him and they, they blocked him from social media. Ugh, it's just, it's crazy. Like I absolutely hate it.
0: Um, so he was cheating on his Jehovah's Witness friends. By going out drinking with you, which he wasn't supposed to do, yeah, and he ended up puking in his shoe. Yeah, he puked
1: in his shoe, and I took him home, and the next day I (laughs) played really loud dubstep music, and I fed him tomato soup, and he just ended up puking again. Anyway, that was was
0: good. I hope he wasn't in his Jehovah's uniform Uh, at the time. Oh, yeah. Sorry? I hope he wasn't in his Jehovah's uniform at the time.
1: No, he never he never had one. I, one thing about Cody and I is, at the time, we both suffer from um, a form of depression. And uh, the the one of the biggest building experiences that we've had together is that we've both been very good at helping each other out with depression. So, if he was having a really bad night um, or a bad day and he wasn't feeling well, I'm like, yo, let's grab a six pack. And there's this like this community center. I, this is one experience that we share that it, we we always go back on because it was such a good time. Is we were he really both really depressed about something, and and when you get like that, it's just like nothing matters. You don't want to do anything. It's like you don't want to talk to anybody. So I forced him to get out of his like stump and like come out with me, and we went to this community center that I used to hang out as a kid when I was a, like a hoodlum, and we used to do stupid things. And there's like these two roofs uh, on. on on these like community center shacks where it's like the hockey roofs and I used there's like a gap and I used to skate across and this roof gap. Um, it's not very big. So it's like three feet long, but anyway, so I thought, well, we'll it there's not many lights there. When you go there and, and the sky's clear, you can see a lot of stars and which we could at that night. We grabbed a six pack and uh, we went there and, um, uh, no, we grabbed way more than that. I think we grabbed like a, 24 or something like that because we were pretty drunk afterwards but we just like sat there and like at first he was very like down and whatever and we just started talking about things and i think we set up like some kind of online dating thing for him at the time i think we both did um and like i don't know uh yeah we drank and played music and people were coming by yelling at us and it was it was just a good time like we both and and this happens throughout our friendship is like if we're in a, a slump um, I said stump before, but slump, uh, we, we kind of have always been there for each other to help each other out of these, out of these slumps. Like, um, Cody, uh, for the longest time, my recent group of friends, um, I've always asked him like, Hey, come out with us, come out with us. And he's just like, no, 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 no. And now that we live together, it's like, Hey, come out with us. He's like, okay, fine. And now he comes out with us all the time. And it's like, now my friends are now his friends. And it's just like, when he's not feeling well like if he's not doing well mentally that day or something like that um like on the weekend he's sometimes he, I I can tell when he's having a bad night he'll just be like oh like I don't want I just want to sit home and play video games or something like that and I'm like no dude you know what happens you sit there you stew in your own thoughts and then and then just shit hits the fan so it's like no you're going to come out with us we're just going to go you don't have to like I mean, you don't have to push yourself to do anything, but we're just going to go have a couple beers and just, like, have a good time. And every time that happens, it always gets him out of it. And same thing for me when I'm here, too. If I'm in a slump or something like that, I'm not doing well, he's, same thing. He, he always seems to bring me out of it. Usually I just annoy the shit out of him with, like, a Nerf gun or something. But, I mean, it still works. So, so
0: is he still super religious? No. Um, like, he he went from being mega religious to just cold turkey.
1: I wouldn't say mega-religious. I mean, like...
0: Well, religious enough that he was a Jehovah's Witness.
1: Yeah. I mean, he didn't go to church. He didn't do the door-to-door stuff. Um, I think a lot of it was due to his depression, too. Was like it wouldn't allow him to do that. Um, But then, again, maybe he just didn't want to do it as well. Um, But I mean, it's it's just... Religion's always this really strange thing. It's like... You want, and especially Jehovah Witness, like that. That after being friends with the Cody, that that whole thing, I swear, it's a cult. Like that, it blows my mind. Like this, like if you if you're not a Jehovah, if you are Jehovah and you become don't become a non-Jehovah, you're fucking shunned from the whole cult. It's weird. Um. But uh. But yeah. So um. He's not. He was never really super into it. I mean, his friends were, but he was not. And now he's just completely cold, like, yeah, not cold turkey, but he's just not a Jehovah. I I can't remember when he made that decision.
0: He just turned off the tap one day.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was already tapped out um, from it, but then I think he just, like, fully accepted it that he wasn't. And then his current, man, like, I hate it so much pisses me off it's like these these people that you have known for so long and they they're like they're supposed to be your friends and then one thing happens you're not like them anymore and they just completely shun you from their life like it's so fucking stupid sorry it gets me really angry
0: it's all good so you meet Cody at, at Toys R Us you become besties yeah. you end up leaving Toys R Us I know you became manager there Eventually, you got a job doing computer stuff, which is kind of what you went to school for.
1: Um, kind of, yeah. Um, I did get a job. It was really, well, I interned uh, at a computer place for a while, and then I hated that place because the people there just sucked. So they, they offered me a job, but I, I should have taken it, but I didn't. And then I got, I think after that is... I'm trying to remember, I'm trying, I think, I think that's when we got the, no, I got the, this computer job where I was like, would go door to door, not door to door, but I would go to, I would go to uh, people's houses and like fix their computers or set up their, like a network for them or something like that. It was really good, but there wasn't enough work. So uh, I ended up uh, working at Skip the Dishes. It's, uh, that's the
0: job place. And you started there. company was pretty small. Tiny. Tiny. <laughs> I mean, one... A small floor, we'll call it a thousand square feet. And it wasn't even all that. It was less. It was probably like a few hundred square feet. It was a couple desks when starting out, and a few hundred square feet, and it became a thousand. And... It grew and grew and grew. You are doing computer stuff. We end up meeting back in the small days, if you want to call it that, relatively small days. And in the winter of last year, I guess this is kind of like there's been so much heaviness, man, in in all these life stories. And there's kind of, we'll call it, uh, I don't know little icing on the cake a little cherry on top of something nice right the the light at the end of the tunnel that came out of all this is that um the company's growing and we're still going through this insane growth right now yeah and last year in december of last year the company grew to a point where we were acquired and so we all got to be a part of that to go through that acquisition acquired for uh a significant amount of money as far as the Canadian landscape goes. You don't hear of acquisitions like this um, regularly, but um, we all got to be a part of that. We all got to experience it. We, we've all got to meet all these interesting people and um, just gain chemistry with them and, and form these new friendships. Uh, and we don't know where it's going, but now we're on like we're we're on three floors of a massive massive building and we have we've gone from the days of having 20 people whatever it was to we're at well over 500 now man and yeah it's only going plus. it's only going north it's only going up and up and up so yeah it's it's I been for- a crazy ride man
1: it's been pretty nuts um i forgot to mention that cody works there too
0: and that's um, cody went from toys r us to Skip. No, no.
1: He went from Toys R Us to working at Superstore, and I talk. We hadn't talked in a long time, and I talked to him. I'm like, "Yo, I'm like, what's up?" And like, we hadn't talked in, you know, it must have been months, maybe a year even. And um, I was just like, "Yo, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, and, you know, I quit Toys R Us, and I, I work at Superstore." I'm like, no, "No, no, no." I'm like, "What? No, you're not working at Superstore. I'm not letting." somebody in their like early mid 20s work at a superstore putting produce on a shelf I was like let me let me talk to my boss and see if I can get you in here for an interview and he's like okay because he went to school for the same thing I went to school for and uh when we were still at the old building uh we had two floors at that point um he came in and he thought he was having an interview um, and he sat down, and I just started showing him how to do his job, and he thought that at the end of that week, he was just like, so when do I get an interview? I'm like, you don't get an interview. I'm like, it's like, you're hired. <laughs> anyway, that's that's how he got out of his his stupid superstore job, and he is now with me, and I'm his boss again.
0: And now we're all going through this crazy growth that's insane and exciting and uh, there's lots of emotions that that we all go through and experiencing this but i mean man if 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 this never happened we would have never crossed paths if we both didn't work and get to get the fortunate experience or the opportunity to go through all these crazy things that we're doing at work and and doing with uh with the stuff that we've done with the company to be a part of taking it to where it is i mean every single person every input every person's an input into making that happen you know yeah. like it's it, it's the whole company a calculation of every single person's contribution that's the reality every person's contributed to getting the company to where it is and it's just so important to recognize that but we it's crazy to think that if we didn't talk
1: that one day for probably seconds seconds man seconds after this working
0: would've... together for well over a year it wouldn't yeah, happen it like wouldn't side, happen. side <laughs> by side day in day out man and it was just if i like...
1: didn't tell you that one thing it would have never even like came about it was literally seconds it was like this one thing i said about my brother and you're just like yo spark an idea
0: we got to record this
1: yeah and then Honestly, I honestly didn't know if it was going to still happen. Because, I mean, we talked about it, but you were leaving. And then eventually, it, it I mean, it did happen. We did start. Unless I'm living in some alternate universe or a dream.
0: Nope. Yep. So are you happy that we've done this, man? This is kind of like, this seems like the end. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't seem like we there were so many things we wanted to do. We wanted to try and find James Friesen. We wanted to connect with your grandma. We wanted to... I don't know, we had all these grand ideas, but we've done basically 20 episodes. We're at, like, this is 16, but we've done these, like, mini-sodes and all these, like, little different things, bonus episodes, mini-sodes, so technically we're at 18. We've done a a lot of content on your life, and, like, are you happy that we did this?
1: Um, Yeah, I'm definitely happy. I mean, going into it, it was... uh it was just like you know i'm just going to tell my stories and nothing's going to change like about anything i just thought i was just going to come in here and just tell cool stories and but but it's it's been kind of a journey like um throughout the whole thing found out stuff that i didn't know it was just an emotional roller coaster it was there's there's laughs it's been cool um yeah i don't know I, i'm 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 glad we did this. I'm super happy uh that we did this and it's um now that we're coming to more near the end um it it's made me realize a lot of things. Like it, going into this, my my outlook has completely changed from how I see things now about um not just the cast, but just like my views on life and stuff. It's crazy. It's absolutely
0: crazy. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things that I'm just grateful that we've been able to do it. And I'm grateful that people have taken the time to listen, like the amount of time that people have invested in listening to what we've done is, um, I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's been a very cool ride and the feedback that we've gotten from different people who've been heavily invested in this and, um, as heavily invested as we've been is. uh, I, I just appreciate it so much.
1: Uh yeah, it's crazy like going into it. Again, I thought, you know, I've had some mini projects here and there. I played in mini like bands and it's not gone anywhere. I honestly thought no one was going to listen. Like I thought it was just going to be something we did and it just sat there uh, on the shelf that never got heard, but that it surprised me that you know, people are interested and people have been listening. And I mean Um, I don't think I've ever said it, but I I thank everyone for listening because it's just weird. I mean, it's good, but weird. I don't know.
0: I don't know the exact number of downloads because I haven't been looking at the metrics, but, man, we, like, I mean, to recap it, when we first launched on iTunes, we charted for three weeks, three weeks straight in the iTunes store, which is just a byproduct of everybody downloading and listening, and we had... We had pretty heavy listenership right off the bat, which was amazing. And then the downloads are – the the listeners have, have been in, like, over 30 countries around the world. And I think the downloads, man, are at, like they're, – they're well over 50, but I think they're closer to, like, on the north end of, like, closer to 100,000 now which is that's crazy pretty crazy it's insane yeah that's a lot of downloads man i mean it's not the it's not the most ever but it's more than one <laughs> and yeah. one's better than zero so yeah, that's and even if no one listened man <laughs> i've been here it's, to listen to it so
1: yeah it's been still been a really good good road good good trip good i don't know what i'm trying to say here it's been a good journey <laughs> oh man I'm so bad with words. I love those Instagram posts with me fumbling
0: my words. Those are hilarious. Man, I've got this. I don't know the best way we can sum this up, but I've got a laundry list of questions. We're going to do all these different episodes, Q&A, all this stuff, but it's it's so hard to connect. I think we just keep we keep rolling, man, and uh, yeah. I can always find a place to cut stuff. So. Yeah, okay. Should we rapid-fire some Q&A here? Yeah, let's get some... Uh, Throw it at me. Let's do them quick here, unless there's like amazing stories that come out of them. Man, I got so many.
1: <laughs> it's okay.
0: So who are you named after, and where do your middle names come from? I've written down, by the way, I've written down these questions strictly from conversations we've had from the cast, and then you're like, oh, man, there's a story behind that.
1: Um, Who, who am I named after? What yeah. was that question <laughs>
0: Where do your well, middle names come from Christopher my, Leslie ross
1: well, I don't know for sure. I know that one of them for 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 sure for sure is uh, leslie uh is my, one of my middle names um is definitely the nurse that gave birth to me uh that's her name, I guess
0: she didn't give birth um, to you oh, I your mean mother sorry. gave birth to uh, me. yeah
1: yeah 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 uh, <laughs> my mother gave birth to me, but uh was there when uh my mother gave birth to me there we go. Um I think Ross I think Ross has to do something with my father, but I have actually no clue. I can't really remember. I think we talked about it, but I can't remember.
0: No, yeah.
1: Um I think Ross was my father's name or something to do with my father. I can't fully remember. Um but yeah, the only the only for sure thing I know about my names is or is it Chris? I can't remember. Something like that. But I know for sure for sure that Leslie was the one of the nurses that was in the room while uh, my mother was giving birth to me.
0: What did you do with gerbils?
1: Oh, man, gerbils. Holy shit. Um, so growing up, I wasn't allowed to have pets, right? I wasn't allowed to have a cat or a dog, but I could always have, like, a hamster, uh, or, like, in, in this case, I had gerbils. My, my hamster I had died because it fell off of its house and hit its head on a salt wheel. Um, but I had gerbils, and... Um, they had a male and a female because I told my grandfather I wanted them to have babies. And so they did lots, like probably 100 plus babies at one point. There was just, I don't know, there's over a period of time, there's just so many gerbil babies. And uh, there's so many gerbil babies. We had a tiny ass cage and we'd have to like give them away to friends or something like that. And then the mom would always eat them. Um, So then we like had to like put up a barrier between the cage um and this was traumatizing actually so we put a barrier between the cage and between the male and the female we separated them so they would not you know have any more babies and um uh one day i came home from school and there was blood everywhere i mean this is graphic so um this is fairly graphic um graphic warning uh there was, yeah, blood everywhere, all over the cage. And I guess the the female had bit off the male's tail. And then, yeah, he, he had bled to death. So I was pretty traumatized with my pets dying. That's a sad story. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, that's the story about gerbils.
0: Who is Steve Hines? <laughs> Steve Hines. Steve Hines.
1: Um, well, it, my best friend growing up. I don't remember if I mentioned his name, so I'm not going to really mention his name if I, again. Um, Scott, we, Mickey, Alfredo, Brad. No, none of those. Uh, it was like my high school. I had like two really good friends in high school. Uh, the one guy where I ran through the school naked and then this other guy that um, I mentioned earlier in this in the, in the cast that his family was very similar to mine. He had a disconnect uh, from his family. Um, so Steve Hines... <laughs> Uh, we, we had devised this plan and the th- the reason that it, it has come up again is because this guy, he now lives in Vancouver. He messaged me, Steve Hines has struck again. And I'm like, no, no way. So what Steve Hines was when we were like in, out of just out of high school, right before I moved to Gimli, um, even before in high school, we didn't have a lot of money cause we didn't have jobs. So what we used to do is we used to scam Um, fast food joints. Um, we used to call fast food joints and say that we picked up an order, uh, and a bunch of our stuff was missing and we lived really far away. So it's going to cost us a lot to come back. So we want to come back to get free food. So we used to get, and the thing is, I think there's pictures of this somewhere. If you search social media enough, there's pictures of our, of our, uh, our loot, I don't know, our, the amount of food we used to get, like, it used to be, like, a family's worth, worth of food from, like, KFC and, like, Taco Bell and McDonald's, and w you name it, we used Steve Hines, and the person always was Steve Hines, and I remember he was, the thing about it, my friend, he's, like, 6'2", he, so he, we, we'd always put him in, when he went to go get the food, we'd always put him in this, like, old suit jacket that my other friend had, and, like, a stupid fedora, and he'd go and he'd pick up our food. Anyway, that's the story of Steve Hines. He was basically this alter ego of my friend who we used to get food from fast food joints when we didn't have money to buy fast food. That's so
0: funny, man. It's a so Fictional dumb, it character. That there's no possible way the fast food joints weren't like, okay, kid's wearing a fedora. He's wearing an oversized suit jacket. He's a fresh 17 no possible way that this is legit
1: oh yeah i have no idea like and the thing is like um so places like kfc uh they they made you write down the names (laughs) and i remember i went into kfc once and uh the guy he walked up to the counter but i went in not with him i just kind of went in sat sit down to see what would happen and he's like He's like, hey, yeah, uh, I called earlier about a food order and, uh, like, you guys got a bunch of stuff wrong. And he's like, um, I'm here to pick it up. And the, the person at the counter is like, oh, what's your name? I'll see if it's on the list. And he, before he could say anything, he's like, oh, is your name Steve Hines? <laughs> I'm just, I died laughing. I died laughing sitting at this table because I'm like, they had this this name written down for this free food that we're coming to pick up. Or this food that we apparently paid for but never got. Um the restaurants would always ask it's like oh bring back what you have and be like no we were hungry we already ate it we want the rest of our food or and they would give us they'd always give us the full order back um yeah it was it was it was um it was something else i can't believe we got away with it actually uh the amount of times that we got away with it that's so savage
0: it's so stupid <laughs> man what happened with the snow skate Got a story about a snow skate.
1: Um holy shit, did I not tell this? Um did I do you remember anything about me telling a story about my friend Scott faking a seizure? Nope. Holy shit. Okay. Um so it's it's winter and uh there's these things at the time called uh snow skates, right? You know what a snow skate is. Oh Um, yeah. For the people that don't know what a snow skate is, it's basically a skateboard without the wheels, uh, and it has treads on the bottom so you can direct yourself in snow. So you're not just sliding all over the place. I mean, when I was a kid, uh, I used to take an old Nash skateboard, take the trucks off of it, and staple uh, Hot Wheels tracks to the bottom of it. I think we've talked about. It. We might have talked about that. And um, yeah, so uh, we met this guy. Uh, he's a really good friend of mine now. We met him on this snow skating forum for our city, uh, that we used to like upload videos for and watch videos. Um, we met him and, uh, we, we always snow skated together and we met up behind chief Pegasus This is a school. And, uh, I was pretty good at it. Um, we were trying to get sponsored by this play, this company called premier
0: snowskates. Oh, I remember um, I had a premier.
1: Yeah. Like those little, those flimsy plastic snow skates. I had a wood one. Uh, I bought a wood one, and it was a mini, and it was the last one in the city at the time. I think they make them now again, but at the time it was there was no more. Um, and uh, so we're just like thrown down, trying to get clips right, and we're at this four stair um, behind Chief Pegues, and. It's late it's getting later like it's it's uh, starting to get dark we're trying to get this clip I'm trying to get this hard flip down this four stair on this snow skate and I just keep going and I can't get it and it's getting darker and darker um, and eventually I get it and it's just like the cleanest hard flip on a snow skate I've ever seen and if anybody at skateboards and imagines a hard flip on a snow skate I know it's a strange concept it's more of like a semi flip but I mean it looks super cool if you get it right. So then uh we get it and um there's these guys walk up. It's pretty dark, we're behind a building. Um and these three guys walk up. And uh they're watching us and they're asking. And and I don't mean to stereotype but um or like point fingers, but there's they were three native guys. Um and they had their like, you know, their mouth their their face mask things on, but and hats so you could only see their eyes and uh they're they're all like yeah hey man like what are you guys doing like snow skating and like what are you guys trying to do and they're just hanging around like we're like okay well we're just gonna pack up and leave so uh we start packing up there's like if you can there's like where we're snow skating and then we had shovels and stuff because he needed snow because i mean you know, most people shovel the stairs so there's no snow on the stairs, but we needed snow on the stairs. So I, I go to pick these up, and all of a sudden I hear a crack, and my friend scream. And I'm like, oh, f- oh fuck, no, this isn't happening. Like, I turn around, and uh, this guy is, like, beating on my friend to get his video camera. And he's just like, give me the camera. Give me the camera. And he pulls down, he pulls down his, like, uh, face mask thing. And I'm like, Chris, yo, Chris. And he's, he just looks at me. He's like, he's like, what man? I'm like, like Chris. And this is like a guy that I've, I grew up with. Um, he was, his dad was a friend of my mom's. Um, when she came out of, when she got out of jail and we hung out, I met this kid, uh, through my mom and we hung out a lot. And, um, He's this, uh, the Chris kid. And it was just like, Chris, like, what are you doing, man? He's like, and then he just kept screaming at me. He's like, this is my life now. This is my life now. And I'm like, and it it was really weird because it's like, this is a kid that I grew up with. We used to ride bikes around and get Slurpees together as a kid. And then now we're both like, you know, teenagers and he's beating up my other friend to get his, his video camera. And, um, so I'm just like, yo, chill, like, stop, like, it's like, I'm like, I tr- I think I said some stuff like we go way back, like, what are you doing? Like, this is- you don't need to do this. This isn't worth it. And then he's just like, he's like, just kept saying, no, this is my life. And he just kept beating on my friend. So the other two guys, one was holding, um, my other friend back. Like, and the other guy, I go to walk up the stairs to go help, and this other guy steps in front of me, shakes his head, and has his hands in his jacket, and he points to his hands in his jacket. And I'm just like, okay, like, either you have a knife or a gun, and I am i can't do anything about it right now. So, <clears throat> I'm like, well, my friend's either going to have to give up his camera or continuously get beaten by this guy. Um, so... We're standing there trying to decide, me and my other friend decide, like, what are we going to do? Like, I have a shovel in my hand. It's a plastic shovel, but I mean it's a shovel. Uh, Should I hit this guy and see what happens or and risk that he has a gun or a knife and then I'm screwed? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, my friend starts shaking like crazy. Just starts, like, pulsing and just, like, shaking all over the place and he's... And at the time, I didn't know, but he was faking having a seizure. So he's like, I'm like, shit. And the the, the the two guys that were holding us back turn around to look, and they start freaking out. Not the guy that I grew up with. And uh, one of the guys asked me, he's like, what's he doing? And I'm like, he's having a seizure. And then they're like, has he has this ever happened before? And I'm like, he's never had a seizure before. So the other two guys start freaking out, saying like, oh, we had, we don't we didn't want this. We don't want anything to do with this. He's like we're he's like we're just gonna leave. Blah blah blah. And and then the Chris guy that I grew up with, he's like, no, we're getting this camera, and we're gonna leave. And I'm just like, yo, shit. Like I have to go get help. Like he's he's having a seizure. I have to go help get help. So then uh, he's basically like, no, you're not leaving. He's like, I'm I don't give a shit what you say right now. I'm going to go get his dad. So. What I did was I, and then Jeremy's just like, go, go, because I'm, I was small and I was really fast, really, really fucking fast. So I was like, okay. Um, so then I drop everything and I bolt it kind of around the school and then I head start going down the street because where my friend lived wasn't very, it was like, oh, uh, it was pretty far. It was like 10 blocks or almost maybe 10 or 20 blocks in a direction. And it would have taken me usually like 15 to 20 minutes to just to like, walk it maybe half an hour so i'm running this thing and um i get there's like the corner of the school and then there's like the corner of like the parking lot of the school um and all of a sudden i did i feel like i told this story before and i all of a sudden i hear bang bang so this 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 dude had chased after me came around the school but since i was so fast i was a really fast kid so i got from where we were to this to the edge of the school and then to the past the parking lot he had just gotten to the edge of the school so there was a quite a big distance between the two of us he had shot at me so they did shot have a gun at you yeah he shot at me so um yeah so i think i, I don't know if it's but i've been shot at more than once um so What do you mean more
0: than once? Like, there were other times you were shot at? Or, up? I mean,
1: like, there's been a gun involved in my life uh, more than once. We talked about the, the pizza place one uh, where I almost died. What? Probably.
0: No, we didn't. We didn't talk about that one? Man. Okay. I know you got All robbed right. at knife point. I don't know anything but a gun.
1: Okay, so... the
0: pizza yeah. place. <laughs> okay. So, there's, like... Yeah, so he
1: he's at the corner and he shoots and he obviously misses cause I'm still alive and running. So he misses and I'm running. And then in my head I'm thinking, shit, my friends are back there. One's having a seizure. What happens if they kill him? Like, do I go back? It's like, nah, I have to keep going. I have to get his dad and we have to figure this out. So then I get to his dad's place, uh, my friend's place and I get his dad and we go back and they're not there. And I'm like, oh, shit, where are they? And then I'm like, everybody's gone. Like, there's no one there anymore. Uh, His dad is freaking the shit out. Like, he's on a rage path to, like, go and just be, like, pretty much kill this person. And uh, we don't find them. And eventually we're driving, and we see my friend, my two friends walking. And uh, so then we get them in the car. And then that's when we find out that my friend, he faked a seizure. And when he faked a seizure, they all freaked out and bounced. Like, they took his camera and they bounced um so then we go back and then the police thing happened and my friend was pretty much okay he didn't even get hit that hard um and then uh yeah so that's what happened but i found out when i went back to school that i had some friends from when i was not a good kid in middle school that were in my high school they uh i was in class with one of them and i was telling my friend a story and he's like yeah i know who that was he's like that camera's gone you're never gonna get back they sold it for crack and i was like oh okay that happened
0: and so like they literally were just robbing you just for the camera
1: they were robbing us for the camera and this isn't the first time that we've been robbed for a camera um i can't believe i didn't tell that other
0: story i feel like i did though no man, um, I would remember that would have made the that would have made that first recap for sure.
1: Okay, so uh, we got so we got robbed for the camera, and then the guy who robbed us was my childhood friend, who sold the camera for some crack or cocaine or whatever, same thing, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's that's what happened there. So that's one instance of me getting shot at.
0: Um, how how have we not talked about you getting shot at after 18 episodes? I don't know. Maybe I kept
1: it in the back of my pocket. I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's just, but the there's another story that happened that revolves around another camera getting stolen that I almost get
0: killed. Is this at the pizza place? Yeah, this is at the pizza place. I don't understand, man. Somebody's shooting at you for a video camera
1: nuts like absolutely crazy like um i remember asking him like so where are you guys from he's like i'm from the res and you know as a kid i don't know what that means i'm like oh okay i'm like what school you go to i think that's what i said i'm like oh what school do you guys go to and he's like oh we're from the res or something like that i'm like what what does that mean now that i'm older I'm like, no, i know what that means and i'm like okay well makes sense um no nah, that was that was really mean to me to say that
0: no man, I
1: know uh-huh. you don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that's my that's the snow skate story. Um so that footage also the sad part about that is all that footage from that entire winter that I had gathered which was sick. I did um I did this like f- gigantic handrail on the side of the Disraeli or on the side of the Chief Pegasus bridge that was just like it's like a walking handrail to get up to like walking path of the bridge meant I lost so much good footage ah, It sucked but my friend was alive and that's pretty much all that mattered um
0: yeah, yeah savageness that's man yeah. um what else we got up here okay so what happened on your 18th birthday <laughs> so it's not very exciting no I after getting shot at
1: well I mean yeah I mean my eighteenth birthday was um super tame. it wasn't anything special, but um like you know in the back of my head, I had all these like expectations, not expectations, it's all these like you know the storybook eighteenth birthday, you know, you go out, you get drunk, you you whatever you party, you have all these friends, you do really stupid things. Mine was different. I did nothing on my eighteenth birthday, um my family barely even knew that it was my eighteenth birthday i and then I get a uh a call or an I think I don't even know, was some kind of message. Did MSN exist back then when I was eighteen? Maybe, probably. Um I get a message from my best friend, uh, the guy that moved out to Vancouver recently, and he says, Come over to uh come over to our place, to uh, our other friend's place. I don't know, being very not specific about things. So I um I uh get up out of my you know whatever and I grab my skateboard and I roll down the street and I get to the corner of of the street where my aunt lives and there's just, this is a cake <laughs> there's just a cake on the ground like no one around and there's just a cake I'm like okay something's gonna happen because there's just a cake sitting here um, in my path and it's my 18th birthday and whatever yeah so it was just uh, my friend pops out of the bushes and my other friend she she popped out of the out of out of behind a tree and they surprised me um with a cake that was my 18th birthday um that's all we did
0: ground cake ground cake ground cake
1: we took it back to um her place and her parents were really cool um and then we just ate cake and just hung out like we normally would it was a very uneventful 18th
0: birthday how did you end up breaking your arm as a kid
1: um i broke my arm twice um i thought didn't we talk about it when my grandma took me to the park and i broke my arm no and then uh i think we did and then um i because that's where the cast came from so uh uh, hold on a second okay so there was one time i broke my arm my grandmother took me to mckiver park Uh, it's a little park, and I was swinging on a pole, Um, I I think I remember talking about this, I was swinging on one of those like swinging poles, um, and I flew off, and I hit my wrist on the ground, and it hurt really bad, Um, and then I went back to my grandma, she was in the car, and she's just like, I was crying, and she's like, oh, you just hurt your arm, go back and play, it's probably fine, so, sorry. Excuse me. So I was like, okay, I'll it's probably fine. I'll go back and play. My arm was broken. So I went back and I jumped and grabbed onto the bar with a broken arm. And it just I like I I think I almost passed out as a kid. Like it hurt so bad because I had all my body weight pulling on my arm on a broken arm. Um Yeah, great parenting for my grandmother. Um and then eventually she took me to the hospital. And sure enough, I had a broken arm. They put a cast on me. That's the that's the image I'm going to send you. Um, it's this tiny, tiny cast. It's so small. Um, the second time I broke my arm, um, I fell. Okay, this is like when everybody asks. This is how I tell it because it sounds stupid. I fell off two cars and hit a hoe.
0: A hoe. Yeah, hope.
1: I fell off two cars and hit a hoe. And everybody's just like, you know, what do you mean? Like a, like a ho-ho? Like a, like a, you know, somebody, like, not very, you know, good. And I'm like, no, no, nothing like that. Do you remember, um, Dragonflies? As a kid, you, these, like, characters that had wings and you pulled the cord and they spun and flew? Sort of, not, not super well. Okay, well, uh... We were playing with those, me and my friend. The one that got beat up by the kid, and fake faked a seizure, by the way. This is in his backyard. Um, we were playing with those, and we were trying to get them over to his garage. Uh, so I jumped up on these two, like, they're called Cozy Coops. I don't know if you've ever bought one or if you've ever seen one. They're from Toys R Us. Um, they're like those Flintstone cars that you kids have. And you sit inside, and you can run around in them. Anyway so i was I was on top of two of those um, and uh I had one leg on the other on one and I had the other or I had one foot on one and I had the other foot on a different one and my friend was laying in between both of them and I'm over here pulling this cord trying to get this stupid helicopter thing over launched over this over this uh garage and my friend what he does is when he gets out he's, he kicks the two cars away from each other which then makes me fall off of it because I mean I don't have a footing anymore and there was a gardening hoe on the ground and uh yeah my arm I um I smashed my arm on the gardening hoe and it broke my arm and I didn't know until I like kind of came to, cause like, you know, I just fell and I hit something, you know, so my eyes are a little black and I look up my friend again, just like Mickey, when I ripped the hole in my leg, um, he's just looking at me in awe. And I'm just like, what man? He's like your arm. And I'm like, Oh, I look at my arm. It's like kind of crooked. It's like bent. And then, uh, so I'm like, Oh, and it's slowly moving cause my tendons are pulling my arm down. Right. This is graphic again graphic warning so like (laughs) so my arm is slowly moving and i'm like get your mom get your mom get your mom so like i go and my arm is broken and uh i go back and like i go into the house and my arm is slowly moving so when as soon as i enter the house it swings down my the broken part of my arm swings down and my hand is wrapped around my elbow no. Yeah. So yeah. So that's uh what happened there. So I'm sitting on the table, right? Waiting for my grandfather to come get me to take me to the hospital so I can, you know, get my arm fixed. So my hands are on my elbow, and I take my hand and I have it on the on the table and I start pulling it. <laughs> I st- I'm in shock, so I I don't feel a thing. So I'm pulling it and it's kind of like in a V shape from on the table. And my friend's mom is just watching me do this. And I'm like, where it's like broken, it's all jaggedy and stuff. It didn't break the skin. But where it was broken, I start pushing down on the table, uh, on my arm on the table, to like straighten it out. And my friend's mom's just like, stop. Just stop. Stop doing that. Stop it. She's like freaking out. And I'm, I'm just like, have this like crooked, broken arm thing.
0: Uh, yeah, so. um, And you're fully in shock at this point.
1: I'm fully in shock because I don't feel a thing. I just, I'm just like, okay, let me fix my arm real quick. Um, And I'm just like bending it and pulling it and then whatever. And uh, yeah, so then I, my grandfather gets me and we go to the hospital and they put a cast on it and um, I need to get surgery um, on it. So um, yeah, I come back. Uh, I don't know how long it was, but I had surgery and my grandfather said he almost passed out because uh, they took my arm and they just kind of like pulled it back and forth to try to get it into the slots or the sockets or the broken parts or something like that uh, it was a clean cut I guess the the hoe was you know it was like a sharp kind of bladey thing it must have broke my arm pretty clean because it was no there was no cuts or internal bleeding um, but it was also a, like a millimeter or something away from when I broke my arm the first time um, yeah, so I had surgery on it, and, um, my great aunt now, uh, so they wouldn't leave me, let me leave the hospital, um, so I had just broke my arm, I, and I had, or I had just gotten surgery, I came to, they put me in a room, and they tried to get me to pinch my pinky and my thumb together, and I couldn't do it, because I, I, I couldn't move my, my hand, so, Um, And I had just broke my arm, so it's probably all swollen and whatever with the tendons. My aunt freaks out on the doctors, saying like, "You should like you. I'll break your arm, and you try to pinch your pinky and your thumb together right after you broke your arm and got surgery." Anyway, I got out of there, but that's the story of um, my crazy broken arm that's now a little bit longer than my other arm. That's so savage, man. Yeah. Crazy. I had a lot of accidents when I was a kid. I was an accident-prone child, teenager,
0: um, yeah. What's the one thing that you regret the most that you did in your life?
1: Oh, that's easy. Uh, without a doubt, um, doing better in school. Fuck, that is the biggest regret I have in life. If I could go back and do anything again, I would go from kindergarten and try my hardest to do uh to be better at like anything school-wise just like try harder do better learn more pay attention whatever it was i would have that's exactly that's my biggest regret is not doing good in school and cheating for most of high
0: school where do you see yourself in like maybe 5 10 or 20 years like where do you see yourself down the road
1: man i hate this question
0: well ask usually this. usually it has to do with the workplace so this is a little different you, you don't have to answer it that way
1: yeah uh, when i was young i always said i was going to be dead like every time anybody asked me that question i was just like i'll probably be dead um but now i mean i honestly have no idea i think i live too much in the present
0: that's uh, okay though to
1: have to think about uh the future
0: like in 5 years do you see yourself in winnipeg do you see yourself married do you see yourself
1: um married no um unless you know something happens in vegas cuz i i think i think uh Britt and i have come to the agreement that if we ever do it's going to be something like that we're just going to get married in vegas or something like that um but um other than that no i i think you know as much as i hate it here um, and i grew up and i always wanted to move away i don't think i don't think i'm gonna move anywhere unless something crazy happens so you I, mean, I can't really tell
0: you won't have a bushcraft tiny house in the next five years is what you're just saying
1: uh well maybe a t- tiny house that'd be cool but i've looked up a lot of like regulations and stuff like that and it's like you can do it kind of outside of the city, but not inside of the city. And I'm a huge guy, and I need a huge technology buff, and I need internet. Blah 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 blah. So I don't think that dream is actually going to happen. Maybe you bushcrafting and... stuff on the other hand that might happen.
0: Maybe you and Britt will have a house. Who knows?
1: I don't want a house either. That's a thing. <laughs> um,
0: what I don't. Oh, keep on.
1: I don't uh, know. Sorry. I just, I I don't like the concept of owning a house. It's, it's really strange. I think I might've talked about it before. Like when I live with my aunt, it's like I use three rooms in the entire house. The other, other rooms are just unused and getting dirty for no reason. Um, I just don't see the point in owning a house. Yeah. Anyway, that's that.
0: Two last questions for you. What thing are you most proud of so far?
1: Most proud of? Um, I don't know. That's hard. Um, My World of Warcraft character. No, just kidding. Um, Most proud of? I think I'm most proud of um, uh, this never-ending battle with depression. Um, I I feel like I'm proud of where I've put myself um, with it. Uh, and have found a way to kind of keep it at bay the, the monster at bay keep it at bay i think that's what i'm most proud of um and also uh past chris Friesen's um with the same it has to do with the same thing past chris Friesen's personality with being shy and and uh withheld uh and now current with more outgoing and uh yeah i think that's what i'm most proud about
0: last question man here we go if you could change one thing about your life would you and if so what would it be so this doesn't have to do with regret this is just if you could change one thing like uh, like would you change something like oh yeah i grew up in a fucking mansion with millions of dollars or like would you change something or it, it could be anything right And if you could change something, what would it be?
1: If I could change something, hmm? I think, oh man, that's hard. Because I think I know I would change how I treated or my outlook on life as a kid. But I mean, that's really hard because kids don't know what they want at the time anyway. But yeah, I think that would, as an adult, I think that's what I would change. I think that's, I would change how I treated uh, my grandfather. Because I was a rotten kid. So, I mean, I feel like,
0: this is a hard question. It's not meant to be easy. Yeah.
1: I think that's what I would change. It's how I treated my family. Tried more.
0: I think that's what it would be. Oh, man, I I don't really know how we're going to end other than thanks for doing this one. I'm I'm glad we did this.
1: Me too. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm really, we can just end it like my grandfather and I. Um, We just don't say bye.
0: Kind of the tail end of wedding season right now, and I always remember I guess I've talked about weddings before wearing suits. But one time I went to a wedding, and this wedding was a little bit more informal as far as the dinner went. It was a nice gathering where you got to kind of sit with your friends, and choose your seat, there was no assigned seating, at least that's where I remember it and it was a good old barbecue barbecue we had pulled pork and I think there were some other things pulled pork on a bun and some great sides but this company catered the wedding and uh, I love hot sauce are all these hot sauces for the pulled pork and I saw this one that said like triple x on it or something it was the hottest you could get of course I didn't just put a drop on I lathered that pulled pork so that it was swimming in that triple X sauce like it was taking a bath in 30 degree weather and I swim for the afternoon got back to my seat it was dripping out of the bun all over the plate looked good so I started chowing it I was sitting with one of my oldest childhood friends who I've known for a long time and his wife and my wife a bunch of other people were all around so we were having a casual conversation i started eating this pulled pork sandwich and it was so good but i was just chowing it back and it was one of those things where the hot sauce must have had a delay on it it was like one of those things where it wasn't that hot at first but a solid like minute and a half into eating this thing all of a sudden the waterworks started going and I was sweating profusely, like beads of sweat just dripping down my forehead, just drenched the back of my neck, my hair, it was just all soaking wet. And I was trying to pretend like nobody would actually notice this, just carrying on the conversation, and it was like, I wonder if they know that I know I'm sweating, or if they're just kind of, they don't see it if it's not that bad or if it's just like a little bit of condensation on the forehead meanwhile it looked like I was crying out my forehead like somebody had soaked me with a fire hose and if it weren't for my suit it was actually from F Apparel my whole back would have been saturated it actually was saturated right through the suit jacket and all I could think is You know, if I didn't have a suit that was as good as a bath towel, something to absorb that sweat, I'd be in deep doo-doo right now. But thanks to F Apparel and that lovely suit, I was able to finish that pulled pork sandwich. I took that hot sauce to town and showed it who was boss. A few buckets of sweat later, made it out of that wedding fine. So... If you ever come across a time where you want to eat some hot sauce and sweat your armpits out, head on down to F Apparel, -apparel EPHapparel.com. Get a customized suit, better known as a sweat bucket collector. You can get wool. Wool helps to wick away moisture from the skin. I think that's probably what I was wearing, a wool jacket or something. You choose all your fabrics, your cut, your finish, color, accessories, all those great things. F Apparel will hook you up. Enter promo code CHARACTER for 20% off your order. EPHapparel.com Enter promo code CHARACTER Get 20% off your sweat bucket collector. Big thanks, massive thanks to Samurai Guitarist for this, if you want to call it season one of the show. It's not really future seasons going on. It's just continuous episodes. So every, every, uh, Every new episode's gonna be new. No real season to go with it, but uh, Samurai Guitarist has been a huge help throughout this whole process, helping us to learn how to edit better, helping us how learn how to mix better. And we're rookies. We're not great, but thanks to the Samurai Man himself, um, he's just been so gracious with his time, and he's been an avid listener of the show too. So. If you haven't already, do me, do Chris, do everyone, do Samurai, big favorite, you won't regret it, head on down to his YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Samurai guitarist. make sure you hit that subscribe button and you won't be disappointed with the uh, weekly content that he puts out, a couple videos a week, different vlogs, different tips, um, just overall great educational videos too, all on music and, and guitar playing, so Samurai Samurai guitarist, thank you. Head nod graciously, thank you. With the hands in the air, I'll do the bow. That's what I'm doing right now. The bow to you. Thanks, Samurai. Appreciate it. Intro music by Delicate Beats. Last but not least, thank you to me and Molly. That's me and Molly music. They've thrown out the the other intro song this whole season. They've thrown out this... music that we use for for sponsors um they've they've been so great with hooking us up with all these tunes so thanks to me and molly music if you haven't checked them out go check them out on spotify itunes anywhere where you can download music and uh thanks to everyone thanks to everyone who's favorited subscribed reviewed on itunes and invested the time if you've made it this far from episode one until now I don't even know how to say thank you for the continuous support. But thanks for being a part of this journey as we've learned, as we've gone through these stories together. And uh, we just appreciate you. Appreciate you so much. So thanks for the continued support. And hopefully you'll continue to enjoy the episodes that we have to drop. So stay tuned. Character is not over. It's only beginning. We'll see you on, uh, on the next episode here to drop soon. Love ya.